Hi guys, uh, and welcome back to my podcast, um, Random Things Told Through My View. So, uh, I used to have a podcast called Cats, and I took that off the air because, I don't know, I just got really busy, and I'm coming back, so I hope you guys like my new name, um, so I will be just talking about random facts, and, uh, just told through my view, (laughs) and, uh, so, sometimes they're gonna be maybe mini mysteries, um, sometimes they can be, like, about the world and what's going on at the time, but today, uh, I will be doing Dateline mini mystery, and it's called The Root of All Evil, so I love Dateline, it is one of my favorite, um, what's the word, uh, like, news channel (laughs) to go to, um, it's just, uh, fun to watch, it, uh, very much draws you in, you very much want to see more, and so I have to tell you, please watch some Dateline, um, it is real, uh, facts and real mysteries, and it is awesome, so I did not realize this, but they created a mini mystery channel, and, I think it's a website that you guys can go to, so if you look up Dateline Mini Mysteries, it will probably pull up a website, and you guys can scroll through and look at all their mini mysteries. Um, I think it ranges about 0 to 10 minutes. So, this one um, uh, takes place in Arkansas, in a small suburb, Um, and it is about Michelle Despain and her husband. Uh, Mark Despain, and uh, what happens is Michelle Despain comes home to find her husband lying on the floor, and there is blood like all around him, and she frantically calls 911, and eventually gets to, the 911 gets to him, but uh, he's dead. Uh, They've been married for around 15 years, um, and basically the question is like, who killed this, like, awesome, loving family man? Because uh, Michelle described him as a loving guy who uh, is very loyal to his family and loves his kids very much. Uh, so this next part is the investigation. So the detective uh, surrounding this case is Vic Brooks. And uh, Vic Brooks states, It appeared that he had just walked in and then was caught totally off guard. So, he thinks that this is an ambush, and that, um, when, uh, Mark walks in, that someone, like, shoots him, and they end up shooting Mark twice, um, and it looks like they were really, like, gunning to kill him. Um, so, Detective Vic Brooks does a little bit of digging, he finds out that this is a local businessman who is going into lots of debt. But the strange thing is that his dad was actually coming after him in the courts. So basically, um, they think that maybe the father had something to do with it. So he is lead number one. Um, So the wife says that Mark had told multiple people, if anything ever happens to me, you look at my dad. Um, Because Mark had owed his dad lots of money and they hadn't spoken to each other in several years. Um, so they take Jack in, which is the dad, to do an interview, and, um, 
he breaks down during the interview and then he finally says that he was fixing his roof when the murder happened and guess what his alibi checked out so now the detective is back at square one he doesn't really know what to do um there isn't really any leads and then all of a sudden he gets an anonymous tip someone was boasting about the murder and it was a like street tough named quello so brooks the detective brings him in and quello denies everything he says that he didn't kill mark like he has nothing to do with it he has no idea what he's talking about and brooks isn't buying it he isn't buying his tough act he's like this guy must have something to do with it um so next day he brings quello back in and quello finally comes clean someone offered him thousands of dollars to kill mark to spain but the paymaster was not mark's dad jack it was michelle's father carl <laughs> and that part like really surprised me i thought it might be jack um his father uh because there really wasn't any other leads and this just completely blew my mind it's michelle's father so michelle is the wife and it's her father carl and that's just really astonishing so uh so the detective is like surprised but he uh he uh puts this as lead number two the father-in-law so uh basically the question is like what could have made carl do this he had given mark a house he had given mark a job he had given mark plenty of money like why would he want to kill him and so uh the detective tries to do an interview with carl but he lawyers up and he won't say anything um so mark's parents have an idea and jack states that i cannot see carl taking my son's life without Michelle being involved. So um, his parents, or, or Mark's parents, are now thinking that um, maybe Michelle the wife is involved in this whole murder mystery. So lead number three is the wife. The detective asks her flat out during an interview, did you have anything to do with the murder of your husband? And she denies everything. She's like, I, like, basically she says like i don't know what you're talking about and like why would i want to kill him um but she does spill something interesting she was involved in an affair and this makes mark's parents come to a conclusion that this could be the motive for murder so you might find this a little confusing i did until um until they explain a little bit more and then it totally makes sense so if Mark found out about the affair, Michelle had a lot to lose. But if Mark died, there was two insurance policies, each worth $500,000. So that is a large sum of cash if Mark were to die. Um, so the detectives start looking for evidence to maybe uh, put Michelle um, or Carl in jail. but And they found uh, lots of... Um, phone texts between Carl and Michelle that lead up to the hours of the murder, but guess what? The phone records are scrubbed completely clean, clean, sorry, clean, um, and, uh, so now they're again, like, they don't have any evidence. They're back at square one, um, and so the detective finds this very suspicious 
but it can't prove anything. Um, and so Jack was extremely angry that Michelle couldn't possibly not be proven for murder. And so he stated that if I could take her life and bring my son back, I'd do it. And I'd do it in a heartbeat. Um, and so there was finally a breakthrough, though. And police analysis were able to bring back some of the texts. Uh, one of the texts read, has to be today, can't live like this. So imagine you see this text and has is all capitalized. Like, has to be today. I cannot live like this. Michelle texted this to her father, Carl. And so the texts were like, this is definitely evidence. Um, this is definitely a breakthrough. And so Michelle was arrested and charged with capital murder for orchestrating and planning her husband's death. She still denied it. And she said that she could explain everything. So she ended up explaining it to Dateline. And they ended up doing a venture interview with her <laughs> and so um she replied saying that she didn't kill mark and that she would never want her kids to not have a father uh but she did pull up something really interesting she wanted out of the marriage uh so she basically explained that the back and forth text messages between her and her father involved a divorce plot not a murder plot so this is where it gets really interesting. Michelle says that she believed her dad was trying to help her by changing the plan on her, um, to, by hiring a guy, not to help her move out, but to kill her husband. And she was absolutely stunned. Um, so Michelle's defense team fought hard to get those texts thrown out of the court so that it could not be used against her. And then finally, the prosecutor agreed to make a deal. So the deal was that Michelle pleads guilty to a lesser charge of hindering apprehension by admitting that she did not tell the cops everything she knew about the crime. Um, so basically what happens at the end is, thankfully, the dad and the shooter, so Michelle's dad, get 35 years of prison time. And although Michelle is sentenced to 30 years, um, she can still get out at, on parole as little as five years. Um, so I think that five years, in my opinion, is pretty suitable because um, I don't think she was involved in the murder. But since she did not tell the police everything she knew, um, that's still pretty bad. So I think that five years is good enough. Um, but Mark's parents agree that some prison time is better than none and that they want to remember their son's life so it was really cool because one summer evening uh, mark's parents invited friends and family over to release balloons in mark's memory and um if you go and see the dateline mini mysteries they had a little part where they kind of filmed it and it was really beautiful sight um it was really sad but um it was really amazing that they want to honor Mark um, uh, through a way that uh, they remember how he lived and not how he died, sadly. Um, but Jack wants to remind people, so Jack is Mark's dad, he wants to remind people to hug the ones you love and let them know that, they, that you love them because the next moment they may be gone. Um, so thank you guys for listening to this new podcast and... Um, 
please uh, subscribe to my channel or I don't really know how it works but um I know that there are several sites that you can find my podcast so if you want to go to different podcast sites and look up my channel it is um uh oh gosh <laughs> did I actually forget my channel ooh um 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 oh gosh guys this is really bad let's see my channel is uh I think it's like facts through my view sorry I just literally like published like this new name so if you guys want to go look at my podcast on anchor to um see like what it's called because at the moment I cannot remember it um but I hope you guys all have a great day and um uh make sure to keep viewing my podcast because I will be putting out more thank you bye